worship in the world is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions as we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. I can still hear that 
God, you are in this holy temple. And you tell us in Habakkuk and scripture that the whole earth observes silence before you. And so we observe silence before you. And then Lord, in Psalm 100, you tell us to get loud. You tell us to make a joyful noise with singing. And so now in our silence and in our song, we praise you. Amen. We're in a sermon series right now on belonging. We're following Apostle Paul's words to the early church in Philippi, and we're pulling this thread of belonging. You and I, we belong to God. We belong to each other. And the truth is belonging is actually quite hard. So before we dive into our scripture, I want to give you the same invitation I gave you last week, which is I want each of you to read the letter to the Philippians when we're in this series. You're going to hear a good bit of it. It's only four chapters. You're going to hear a good bit of it when we're in worship together. But I want you to take the time, open your Bible, Google it, read Paul's letter to the Philippians. And I want you to write down in the margins questions that you have for God. And then I want you to underline where God is speaking to you. It can be a really fruitful six weeks as we open God's word together. Listen now for God's word from Philippians 2. If then there is any comfort in Christ, any consolation from love, any partnership in the spirit, any tender affection and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Don't do anything from selfish ambition or empty conceit, but in humility. Regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but into the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you 
that was in Christ Jesus, who though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped. Jesus emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, assuming human likeness and being found in appearance as a human. Jesus humbled himself and he became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him even more highly and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name given to Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Title today's sermon is Moving Close. Moving Close. I'm gonna tell you a story about a friend I made at Whole Foods. This was five years ago, I was on parental leave, having just had my son. He was probably three or four weeks old and I wanted to get out of the house. Those of you who have cared for a tiny human, you know what it feels like to kind of feel like you're bound to the house. Like you're bound to this never ending schedule of feeding and changing and sleeping repeat. And some of y'all know that eating and sleeping, that's not for the adults. That's a luxury we're talking about for the kid. I wanted to get out of the house, so I planned this outing to the grocery store. And it took like more time than it should to think through all the baby gadgets I might possibly need to pack up the car and go to the grocery store. And I chose to go to Whole Foods here in town because it's like going to a spa. You know what I mean? Like you walk into our Whole Foods and the music is playing and it's so clean and no one is in a hurry to go anywhere. You're gonna spend some money there. Some people joke it's whole paycheck, you know? But even if I'm just going for a potato, I know I'm gonna walk out feeling just a little bit better. Well, so I walk into this Whole Foods, I walk into the produce aisle, I'm pushing my son, And I see this mom and she's pushing a a stroller and I'm trying not to be creepy y'all, but I'm just like trying to peer and see like, is her baby about the same size as my baby? And it looks like it is. So I start walking that way. And before you judge me, as you should, y'all have to understand that at this point, I am desperate for human conversation. Tiny humans are real cute, but they're not good conversationalists. So I'm on my way, I'm walking toward her when this voice starts speaking in my head. We're gonna call it the voice of reason, okay? Dawn, what are you doing? This woman does not wanna talk to you. She wants to get her groceries, leave her alone. And the voice of reason wins. So I turn and I keep walking and I do my thing. Well, get to the refrigerated aisle, I turn, and I spot them again, and this time we make eye contact. So it's game over, like I'm already speaking before that voice of reason wakes up. Turns out our babies are two weeks apart. Turns out she needed that conversation just as much as I did. So we exchanged numbers, we planned to meet up. Y'all, when I got home, I was so excited to tell my spouse, Tim, about my Whole Foods friend. But it turns out that that voice of reason in my head sounds a whole lot like the voice of my husband, Tim. Because his first words were, 
You did what? (laughs) I tell you this story because it's about moving closer. It's about pushing through that awkwardness of a new friendship in order to find true belonging. If you fast forward five years, those friends have become some of our closest friends. Tim and I are godparents to their youngest child. Although we're still saved in each other's phone contacts as Whole Foods friend. (laughs) Moving closer, it's about risking awkwardness, awkward silence. It's about risking potential rejection in order to find human companionship. And I've heard it said to me, you know, Dawn, you could talk to a wall. Like it's easy for you to make friends. It's not so for me. I wanna let you know there are voices in my head. There are doubts, there are fears, there's paranoia. I don't care if you ask a two-year-old or a 102-year-old, there are things that keep each of us back from moving closer to befriending to someone, to finding true belonging. And most of the time it takes desperation. You know, like me, when I was four weeks out of giving birth to my son, that isolation, I couldn't take it any longer and the scales began to tip and my courage began to grow. And then can we move closer? Last week I told y'all about the porcupine dilemma. I'm gonna give us a a refresh in case some of you weren't here last week. The porcupine dilemma is this. German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer observed porcupines in the cold winter and they can't survive if they stay isolated from one another and so they have to move closer to each other to get warm in order to survive. But the thing about porcupines is they are covered in quills. So you cannot get closer to each other without wounding one another, without poking one another. If you live under the same roof as anybody else, you know what I'm talking about. So Schopenhauer, he observed this porcupine dilemma where they would move closer in order to warm up, but then they would get wounded and they'd have to separate again. And then the isolation was too cold. They had to move close again. You can see it laid out on the back of your program. This is the sermon series that we're following because the porcupine dilemma is the human dilemma. We're at the point in our series where that loneliness has become unbearable to us and so we are moving close. And it takes courage to move close because I don't know about you, but humans can be unpredictable. You can have an exchange like I had with this new friend at Whole Foods or you can have someone when you approach them, they just get defensive. Have you ever had that experience before? You can just tell by their body language, they're saying like, get off my lawn. I got other things to do. Those quills go up and and we start thinking to ourselves, what does this person want from me? We get skeptical, we even can get paranoid. We think that people get close only because they want to use us or abuse us or they wanna get some information from us that they can then talk all over Columbia to everybody about. And so we go around on edge and we never truly fully open up about who we are because we're scared. And what's unfortunate is that that fear is founded. If I were to take you for a walk right now around the pond, I guarantee you could give me three specific stories about someone who has wounded you. So it's scary to move closer. It's scary, especially when we live in a world where we view relationships as transactional. You give me something, I give you something. 
But Paul, the Apostle Paul, he gives us something different. Paul knows the potential of harm from human quills. Remember, he's writing this from prison. He's well aware of what humans can do and he's felt fear and doubt and the same paranoia that we have. And yet his response is to write and encourage this church in Philippi and to encourage us to move close. Move close because there is joy and warmth found there. It's in the second chapter that Paul points us to Jesus who models this behavior for us. God, when God takes on human form in Jesus, God is moving closer to us, emptying himself, humbling himself, taking on human likeness in the form of a baby. And so God experiences the warmth of Mother Mary, the warmth of having buddies, disciples to walk this earth with. And he's not naive, right? Jesus knows with the warmth of companionship also comes the openness to our quills, the quills that reject him and ridicule him and kill him, quills that take on the form as nails that pin him on a cross. Have you ever wondered why God wanted to move close to us? Have you ever had that thought? I mean, we're not that great, actually. We got some pretty long quills. Why would you want to move closer to us? Is God lonely like us? I don't think so. But God chooses to be near us. God chooses to come close to us. And God has watched us for centuries. God knows we're not gonna initiate that intimate connection with God on our own. There are too many other accessible, loud voices telling us to seek our warmth in other things, physical things like a sturdy home or a career or a bank account. You and I both do this. We start to seek our warmth in those things because we think they're more trustworthy. We can control them a little bit more. God knows that the only way to shake us free from these things that actually isolate us was only if God modeled the behavior himself. So God moves close to us in the form of Jesus. And it's only in that intimate space where God himself is dependent on humanity as a baby that we could see the warmth he offers us. Only then we would see the possible warmth we could find with one another. Over the course of these six weeks, we are intentionally moving closer to God. That's what we're doing when we read Paul's letter to the Philippians. We are moving closer by listening for God's voice to us. And as we are moving closer to God, we're also moving closer to each other. You're doing that here today, actually, by showing up. You're moving closer. And it's kind of uncomfortable, especially those of you on the front row you know I'm moving closer right now in the splash zone. I want you to know that this movement that you're taking by being here today, I don't take it for granted. I know those voices that go in our head. I know the courage it takes to get this close to the people around you. It takes courage to silence enough voices that you can listen for Jesus. You're moving 
in the footsteps of Jesus right now. You are moving closer to the warmth. You are moving closer to being alive together with people around you. You are moving to the very spot God intends you to be. I want you to consider for a moment, who is God calling you to move close to? And as you think of that person, I guarantee, just pay attention to your body, there might be some like uncomfortable feelings, <laughs> some fear and the risk associated with whatever that next step is for you. There's a pastor, Barnabas Piper, who says it well. He says, belonging is not defined by where we feel comfortable. I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> belonging is not defined by where we feel comfortable most at ease or where we have a lot in common with the people around us. No, belonging is defined by being where God intends you to be. And that's usually not comfortable. He gives this example. He says, if you have a friend who's in a car accident, they don't belong in that car anymore. They don't belong on the side of the road. They don't belong at their home. They belong in the hospital because the hospital is where they're going to receive the care that they need. And is it comfortable to be in a hospital? No. And where, where does God intend for you to be as their friend? Right beside them, in the uncomfortable place. Belonging is where God intends for us to be, which is not in isolation, it's in moving closer. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, 
I seek my source for some affinity The closer I am to find The closer I am to find And I went to see the doctor of philosophy With a poster of Rasputin
There is risk in moving close. That's why it's important for us to remember Jesus leads the way. So as you move from this place or you move about, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of the Holy Spirit may it be with you and with all those you love and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.